0: Welcome to the Data Center of the Future podcast series sponsored by Dell. I'm Jeff Johnson. Today we're featuring the second installment of the podcast called A Practical Overview of Managing Thermals in the Data Center. Part one, reviewed the components and how they contribute to overall use. Here we talked about things like servers and air conditioning and fans and data center layout. Part two, looks at the future. It answers the questions about what you can do today to make your data center ready for what is likely to be huge increases in power consumption in the future. As before, we're talking with Ty Schmidt and David Moss, data center thermal engineers at Dell. Welcome, guys. First, let's start with a broad question. You guys talk with data center managers every day. What are the issues that you see at client sites over and over again that provide simple ideas to improve energy management?
1: We still see customers today, when we go on site to their data center, they are not doing things that could could buy them back cooling potential, meaning they're still doing things like uh, leaving cable cutouts open. They're still doing things like not using blanking panels within a rack, which facilitates recirculation within a rack. They're not routing cables effectively underneath the floor. They're doing those types of things, and, and they're basically just wasting energy because they're putting a higher burden or higher tax on the cooling infrastructure of the, of the data center. Then you have a level of customers who have done all of those things. They've optimized their environment, and because of the inherent infrastructure, in their data center. They just can't support. They can't put higher density product within their their racks or, or racks within their data center and they're faced with the decision of whether to build a new data center or use a different usage model to put more performance within
0: their current constraints. You know, I've been to a few data centers and they kind of look the same. Aren't aren't all data centers alike? The comment of no two data centers are alike
1: is a point of various differences, whether it's raised floor versus fixed, you know, solid floor, how much head height above racks does a given customer have, drop ceiling, how much floor space do they have for racks and HVAC equipment. We're doing what we can to understand those different types of cooling solutions, whether they're overhead auxiliary type devices, liquid cooled racks, higher-performing floor-mount HVAC units, built-in rack, heat exchangers, and so forth. One solution may apply directly to one customer, may not apply to the next customer because their environment's different.
0: We certainly hear a lot of press lately about cooler and lower-power processors and computers, but how much will cooler chips impact data center overall? Cooler and
1: less power don't necessarily go together, and what I mean by that is, picture a system. You've got hard drives in front, some typical rack product, and you've got processors and chipsets and things as you go from front to back through the product. Each one of those elements consumes power, dissipates heat, and that builds up as you get to the back of a system. A lower power part helps that effect, meaning if I'm dissipating 100 watts upstream from memory, and memory is the hardest thing I have to cool in the product, if that same thing is only dissipating 50 watts, that makes my job potentially easier at the system level. If that's my most difficult thing to cool in the product. One thing that needs to be understood is that lower power doesn't necessarily mean lower tax in cooling and what I mean by that is what we see is some components when their power gets reduced so does the temperature at which they have to be cooled to. That can make the difficulty to cool that product as difficult or in some cases more difficult so even though it's a lower power part it's harder to cool I either have to apply more forced convection to cool it, or I need to come up with a more unique cooling solution on that component. So in some cases, I'm consuming more. I may trade off 10, 15 watts at a component level to 10 or 15 watts of cooling to cool that component cooler. For the most part, lower power, good. Managing power, lower, good. Cooler chips, not necessarily good, but going in a better direction than they have.
0: Are there things that data center managers should be thinking about today as they build new data centers that will help them anticipate power and cooling demand in the future? Generally speaking,
1: a customer needs to understand their usage model, the type of product that they want to deploy, the type of performance that they're looking for out through time. Then they need to understand from their equipment providers, and that's not a statement of just computer makers but also HVAC providers, air handlers, and so forth, what Data they can get from those suppliers. Three years from now, how much airflow do you expect to consume? How much power do you expect to dissipate? What is the performance level of your HVAC equipment out in time? And if they're wanting to build a data center to last five years, ten years, they need to understand there's a power trend, right? There's an industry power trend. It's a trend that to some level uses Moore's Law. Understanding future technologies and where technology is going from a chip making standpoint and, and other commodities. Gives a rough idea of where power consumption is going to be five, ten years from now. Matching that with equipment provider data is key in understanding, you know, building the legs for a data center in place, right? You also have to understand how much you're willing to pay for power. There's also cost for power trends as well, right? So you used to pay five, ten cents per kilowatt hour. Maybe five years from now that's going to be twenty, twenty five cents per kilowatt hour. Understanding your TCO and mapping that against the tax on a data center, and the types of components that go into that uh, is key in understanding building a data center for future legs.
2: Essentially, you need to establish what kind of loads you want to support in a data center and then go figure out what types of technologies will support those loads. It's pretty typical for a raised floor system to support five to eight kilowatts of cooling per rack. So if that's all you're interested in over the life of your data center, that you may only go look at a raised floor-equipped data center. There are other alternative cooling infrastructures. Time mentioned them earlier, overhead systems, supplemental systems, in-rack chillers that can take you much further past the 5 to 8 kilowatts. So you really kind of have to plan for the life of the data center and plan upgrades if you want to go past your initial loading level and then plan for completely disruptive-type technologies like liquid cooling. So if you are building a new data center today, you might want to put in a bunch of spare chilled water taps that you could tap into later you know, at some point. At the room level, there's lots of things that potentially can improve efficiency. Just product choice is one way that you can improve efficiency. Newer cracks, computer room air conditioners, the, the large HVAC components we've been talking about for the race floor, Uh, have just recently introduced variable speed air movers, variable speed blowers. Those can drastically reduce the amount of power that is consumed by the air conditioning component. Other choices, uh, supplemental systems such as some of the overhead systems, operate a bit differently than most air conditioning systems in what's considered 100% sensible range, which negates any Energy lost in the condensation process that most air conditioning has inherently. So by choosing to use that for some or most of your cooling, you actually are picking a more efficient vehicle for cooling. Liquid cooling, anytime you can bring liquid closer to the components, even if it's just liquid at the rack and generating chilled air in the rack, is a more efficient way to cool there are ways to increase the cooling efficiency at the room level
1: the statements that we made earlier on about doing things to help provision all of the generated cool air to the fronts of the product so that it's not being dissipated into a hot aisle for instance or being recirculated around in the room those types of things will improve the efficiency of the room overall
2: yeah best practices there's a lot of low-hanging fruit out there data centers just not abiding by best practices. Maintaining the biggest separation between their hot and their cold aisles and using blanking panels within the racks to keep internal rack recirculation from happening. Filling in cable cutouts, uh, the air gaps around cables, which which allows air to escape in the hot aisle where you don't want air.
1: Raising the room temperature. Understanding the more and more you can you can optimize and control and understand the environment, you can take the temperature of your room higher and pull less power to cool your room. Most data centers, because they don't have that well-understood aspect to the dynamics in the room, they just drive the temperature as far down as they can and hope that they're cooling everything within the room. Well, that's a bad practice on top of a bad practice.
2: Yeah, what that does is forces more condensation to happen naturally. Followed by that, there's more rehumidification to maintain humidity levels. A lot of times, a lot of energy is wasted just by operational set points of the air conditioning systems
0: what are the steps that data center managers need to assess the power and cooling needs of their data center today and in the future customer environment they need to figure out either work
1: with someone like Dell or work with an outside consultant or or acquire the the talent themselves but they need to be able to understand how much airflow is at a given floor tile how is temperature influenced within the room when you make certain changes you know an application load or a HVAC load, what happens when you change ventilation throughout the room. Understanding the dynamics of their environment will then help them understand what types of products they can deploy in the future, what changes they need to make, the most efficient manner in which they need to make them. Dell offers a service to do that. There are many outside service providers that do that as well. A lot of data centers have their own capability to do that themselves. We do find over and over again that most data centers we go into, the IT or facilities person has a decent understanding of the temperature variances throughout the room. They may not understand what's influencing that. They can tell you hey, we're at 75 degrees or 80 degrees or 50 degrees. They have no idea how much air is being produced at different areas in the room and, and what influences that.
2: And how that affects the racks. Everybody's got calculators, yeah. but it's, it's impossible okay. to create a calculator that truly predicts a, a customer's load, because a customer's load is a customer's load.
0: In closing, what are the few key points that you want people to take away from this podcast? Dell is driving improved power efficiency, lowering
1: power consumption through every aspect at the component, at the system, at the rack level. We understand the environment that our products are going into, and we are providing the data to help our customers plan for future deployments. Our listeners need to understand that they need to gather data, either in their own room, get help to do that, get it from their equipment providers. They need to understand their environment. They need to optimize their environment first before they go off and build a new data center or make huge infrastructure changes. First comes optimization. The last thing that they need to understand is that there are no absolutes when it comes to Future product roadmaps and, and deployments, depending on that customer's constraints, that will help dictate what type of solution they can go with to help increase density or help improve cooling in their their data
0: center. Thanks guys. This has really been a great overview. I guess the thing that I learned most is that you need to look at power and thermal management in a kind of a holistic way. It's not just the pieces and parts, although they all contribute. It's the overall data center environment, everything from the pieces and parts to the chips to the tiles. It seems very complex, but obviously there are things that people can do today. If you'd like to learn more about power and thermal management, visit the website at dell.com slash energy. Also, you might want to check out the latest issue of Dell's magazine, Power Solutions, that dedicates an entire issue just to power and thermal management from the desktop to the data center. Thanks for joining us and visit us again next week for another edition of Data Center of the Future.